you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 who are you again? Yeah, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm the new guy. I'm new the guy. new guy. We got, we got a new guy on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back for episode number 102. We're recording on April 3rd for release on April 4th. A couple things to talk about today. Obviously, uh, we got Archives, which that's the renamed Uprising event, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about rewarding good behavior in order to fix Overwatch, and we're also going to catch up on a couple topics that I've missed over the past two weeks. Uh, Before we do that, though, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thanks for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. Uh, If you enjoy the show and you want to keep up with with what's going on with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And uh, you can also join us on Discord at discord.me slash smash those buttons. We'd love to have you there. And as I say every week, we want to rethank any returning listeners. Uh, like I always say, without you guys, uh, we wouldn't be doing this weekly. So whether it's your you know, second time listening or your 103rd time listening, thank you very much. Do have some new Twitch subscribers, the Baby Fabio and Frasley S. So thank you guys very much for becoming Twitch subscribers. We really appreciate the support. No new patrons this week. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's so let's get into community feedback. Actually, longtime listener of the show, Bearded Zucchini, he uh, left us a review in iTunes. He says, Hey, Bob and Ja, I love the show and I subscribe on Twitch. I needed to figure out how to remember when you are, when you, oh, sorry, I need to figure out how to remember when you all are doing game night. I just wanted to continue to support the show with this review and say it's the highlight of my work week when a new episode shows up in the feed. BZ. P.S. SR system is so broken. Yes, it is. <laughs> there, I don't. I don't think anybody's really going to argue with you there, unless they're like a grandmaster. All the grandmasters I've talked to. Well, no, the SR system's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start over. Yeah. So um, yeah. 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 <laughs> thank you very, very much, uh, bearded zucchini. You know what I'll try to do. Uh, the game nights are all over the podcast land and a bunch of different podcasts throw them. I will do my best to shout out whatever game night is coming up the week that we record. So at the end of the episode, I'll shout out game night at blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. Awesome. And we have another review for prepare to attack from triple aces to simply amazing. If you're an overwatch player looking to improve your game knowledge, this is the podcast for you. Always fun, always informative, always worth 
a listen. So thank you very much, Triple Aces. And uh, now that I'm back from vacation, um, we're gonna get start. We're gonna start working on on phase two. We got a couple of episodes to update, obviously, because there's some game, uh, some some game changing stuff happened to some characters. But we also have some plans to uh, expand, prepare to attack a little bit. And we'll, we'll get into that in the coming weeks. But you keep uh, saying we, but I don't know these plans. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tell you later. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, we're uh, we're just pushing Jaw to do that uh, Bastion episode. He said he'd have it out soon. I offered to edit it, and he said no. He's got it. He's got it. So yeah, should be out <laughs> soon. So Should we can all learn soon. how to how to how to left click, as Ch- Drunken Monk says. It could be your key to make it the Grandmaster. You never know. Oh yeah, Bastion <laughs> Man, right here. Absolutely. All right, so I'm obviously going to have a lot to say here, uh, Bob. Why don't we just start with how did your week in Overwatch go? Because they'll probably I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, shorter than mine. <laughs> My week in Overwatch was pretty cool. Uh, uh, a week ago. Or a week and a half ago or something, we formed a podcaster six stack with uh comprised of me, Death uh Deathblow from the High Noon Podcast, Mel Arena from the Calvary Podcast, Andreas from the Omnic Lab Podcast, and Kinder from the Fragging Out Podcast. Also our good friend uh Bounty Man, because we ran out of podcasters that wanted to do it. So we did our first uh, our first run, the first time we'd ever played as a team at the Omnic Lab slash Cavalry game night this last Friday. And it uh, it was humbling. It, uh, it was very humbling. Uh, we challenged everybody in in the game night to uh, bring a team, you know, bring teams. And we did say that we didn't want uh, people repeating. So they built different teams. We got destroyed. I think we won one. Well, we at least won one. We might have won two games. I'm not sure, but it was bad. So that was how it started. And then we've done some other things like VOD reviews, and we played some on Saturday night as a team. We won more than we lost. It was at the game night. We were playing Masters and Grandmasters players, so it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best test. And then on the actual competitive ladder, we did pretty dang good. Even though watching our VODs back, we did make a lot of mistakes. We're working on call-outs and stuff, and it's, it's kind of neat. It's something new that I've never done. We're in set roles. I am monkey slash Ryan. And, yeah, that's basically what I've done in Overwatch. What about you, Ja? What have you done since you got back from China a couple of days ago? Well, I uh, <clears throat> I haven't done much. I I did play a little comp, but I was telling Bob, it wasn't serious. I played at a time of the day that I knew was going to be terrible, and I didn't even put my headphones on. I was just, like, not in the mood to talk. I've been pretty tired since I came back. Like, um, we're, we're not streaming this episode. We're not streaming it because I'm, I'm, it's taken everything I have right now just to sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not sleep not one minute last night. Uh, China is on a 12-hour difference from us, and my body is still adjusting to the uh, the time difference. So um, I've been pretty tired, and I thought playing some Overwatch would help kind of tire my brain out a bit more, but it's just, no, it, it, it's just really not. I mean, I don't even quick care how bad things are going in quick play. 
we, if things are going terrible and comp, people are freaking out. I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just going to play my character and you're going to go, we're going to, we're going to, what are we going to lose? But, um, yeah, I, I've been playing mostly quickly. I have been playing, um, Brigitte live Brigitte now. So I will have some, some comments on that very soon. I did want to say thank you to everybody who left messages about episode 100, congratulating us on episode 100. I really do appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the other podcasters who left us messages uh, or made files for us to put into the show and congratulating us. Thank you very much. I have not had a chance to listen to them yet um, because I've been a little busy since I've been back, but I will definitely listen to them this week, but I appreciate it. Anyway, thank you guys very yeah. much. I had kind um, of a... I didn't listen to any of them until editing the show. So, and then recorded myself talking about them right after I listened to them in the edit. Wow. So it was, it was definitely, definitely, you know, I, I, my voice cracked a little bit. Let's just say that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to them. Um, obviously a hundred episodes, big milestone, not very easy to, to uh to get to because i don't think we've missed a week of Watchpoint radio nope not oh, I, at least not since i've joined i don't think i'm trying to think like there was i know there was one episode before bob joined that i could not be on and mikey uh took charge on that episode but i don't think we missed a single week when it came to Watchpoint radio actually i'm pretty sure there were weeks where i, I actually i know it was a fact there are weeks where we recorded two episodes of Watchpoint Radio. Uh, I use, those used to be the point five episodes for those who have been listening for a really long time. Uh, and yeah, like it's a hundred weeks in a row recording, you know, over a hundred episodes. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've only missed me pers- personally since I, you know, joined the show. I missed, I think it was my, either my second or third week. I missed it because I got stuck on the road coming back home from Colorado. Right. And yeah. I just couldn't make it. And you had already waited till Wednesday night to do it with me, and we would have had to wait till Thursday. And instead, you guys just decided to go ahead and go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of work that we put in every week to put the show out. And it's very, uh, it's very rewarding to hear people listening every week and then congratulating us on a hundred episodes. And, you know, we're just aiming to, uh, to keep it, you know, keep it coming, you know, keep, uh, you know, whatever we're doing at watch my radio, we want to keep doing that (laughs) and, uh, you know, you know, keep you guys happy, keep you informed, you know, be, be about the community, not necessarily about the game, but about the community. So, but, um, there are some topics I did want to touch up on, uh, from the previous episodes, and uh, the first is Brigitte. Actually, no, wait, hold on a second. I almost forgot. I Uh-oh. almost forgot. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so, in episode one hundred, uh, me and Bob, we had a disagreement on how the game client works. Remember, yes, Bob? Yes, yes. Did you get an answer from anybody? No, dang on it! That? I totally forgot. I was going to. Uh, I was actually going to hit up Zouster about that because since he makes software that pulls data he'll know everything the client gets so 
I was actually going to reach out to him to maybe come on the show sometime soon. So we should actually save that for then and just ask him there. Well, we can still ask him there because I don't have I don't have a uh, nail on the coffin evidence for you, but I have a pretty rock solid evidence that would support my claim. Okay, cool, go. Wall hacks, wall hacks, and I'm I'm not just talking about Widowmaker and Hanzo. There's like legitimate wall hacks for Overwatch. You can still get them. I hope nobody on the, that listens to the show actually uses them, but You're you can right. get legitimate wall You're hacks. Right. You're right. And in order, yeah, in order for wall hacks to work, you have it. You it would have to have now, the uh, information from the other clients. Oh, for well, from the other players. Go ahead. I okay. I do. That's a really good point. I do remember when I first started Overwatch, I looked for every advantage I could possibly get. Once I realized how into the game I was, I looked for every possible advantage. That's how I found mouse DPI versus sensitivity settings. That's how I found. 144 hertz monitor. That's how I found so many different things. What I'm what I'm wondering is that is wall hack still possible in the game client? But yes, if wall hacks are still possible, then yeah. Yeah, you have a really good point. It would have to be coming to you because there's no other way that they could actually find that. Yeah, like wall hacks still work. Um, well, actually, wall hacks and unfortunately, uh, aim hacks are still in the game, but Blizzard does a good job of making them hard to use and detectable by the Blizzard client. So, it basically makes them break constantly because they did that change a long time ago where they keep changing the shades of red constantly. Yeah, they keep changing the shades of red constantly. So, wall not wall hacks, but the aim hacks are not nearly as effective. I don't know. I think for the wall hacks, they pr- they're probably trying just to detect the program itself, or possibly they're doing something where if you have an overlay like that on the game, it causes it to crash. Kind of like um, Discord used to. Discord used to the Discord overlay used to cause crashes in Overwatch. Yep. Actually, yeah, it used to cause it a lot. It still might. I don't know. I turned off the Discord overlay and I never turned it back on because of that. Oh, I've uh, uh, I've had it on for months. Oh, and it's working well? Okay, yeah. well, that's good. But, you know, sometimes developers do that. Like, instead of just having, like, detection for it and banning you for it, they'll do something to the game so that it won't work anymore. Um, so that may be the case. But, yeah, wall hacks. That's, that's why I thought about that when I was flying. I don't know why. It just came out of nowhere. I was, like, on my, I was on my flight from Chengdu, China, to Beijing. And I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm sitting there playing, like, um, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Oh, I want that it so bad. It, it just hit me. I was like, oh, why didn't I say that on the show? Yeah, that is a perfect example. And yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear what, what Zouster will say too, because that's yeah. very that's a very solid point. Yeah, like I'm not sure if Zouster's uh client just reads what's on your screen, like it, it looks at what's on your screen and it analyzes that way, or does it actually sift through the game data because and that's a dangerous that, game i bet you it's just graphics i bet yeah. you it's just graphics and that's why overlays don't work well with it yeah sifting through sifting through game data is a dangerous game because blizzard is under no obligation to to like people who make that stuff to make it work right they can just be like oh well, it looks like a hack to us that's how we're gonna treat it you know that's kind of the way it's gonna work yeah that's a good point we'll 
We're going to have him on the show soon, hopefully, and he might be able to provide some insight. Or he might bring up another point that I didn't even think about, you know, so that'll be cool. But, uh, yeah, so let, let, let me I guess, give, give my two cents on a couple of topics that uh, passed by these past two weeks. I guess the first is live Brigitte, um, which I don't know if the community has come to a consensus on what they want to call her. Because whatever the community wants to call her, I will call her that. It doesn't matter. Um, We've had some people, I've seen some people that have gotten upset. Uh, no, I shouldn't say upset. Upset is the wrong word. But they're a little uh, miffed that, you know, you, you, know you, you, you don't say her name the correct way. Um, and the problem with her actual name is I'm pretty sure. Caribbean? Caribbean? <laughs> yeah. Caramel? Right, exactly. Caramel? Her name, the name itself is the same across multiple languages, right? But it's just pronounced differently, like Brigitte, yep. which is what Reinhardt said. And the the first time you hear her name in the game is a, it was a um, Brigitte. It was a sound. It was a sound clip from Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah. And he said Brigitte, but that doesn't make any sense because Reinhardt is German and she's Swedish. But Brigitte is, I'm pretty sure, the French the French pronunciation of the name. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're accurate on that. Whereas the German pronunciation, I think, is close. It's not Brigitte. It's closer to Brigitte, but it's not Brigitte itself. At the end of the day, none of that matters. It doesn't. Because we're going to call her whatever the community decides to call her for clear and concise communication. Oh, I don't want to... Huh? I've I coined my name for her on the Cavalry. Oh yeah, yeah, like episode one hundred and nine or whichever one I was on just a week or two episodes ago. And what was that? I just actually said I was looking at my my uh, photos on the wall and I accidentally said Brigitte because it was Fajita. But that's Brigitte. what I'm trying to avoid. Like I, the reason I did, I I'm not a fan of Brigitte. Even if that's the way you're supposed to pronounce it, is oh, that it's it sounds too not. much? It's definitely not. <laughs> it sounds too I much just, like that's that's the way I'm gonna say Brigitte. But isn't isn't <laughs> um like didn't uh is in her intro video didn't she say Brigitte de, de Lindholm? That's what she, that's how she pronounces her name. Oh, I don't I don't even know. Maybe I th- I thought she said Brigitte, like you know not like Brigitte, not Brigitte, but like Brigitte de Lindholm. And that's why people are saying it in a certain way. But then Jeff Kaplan said Brigitte, right? You know, and yeah. Reinhardt says Brigitte. And I if, think the developer said Brigitte too. And I tweeted out, I was like, well, I'm going to say it like Reinhardt until they fix the the voice line. And then I just decided Brigitte. That's just the way I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it however the community decides to say it because when I need you to kill Brigitte, I need you to kill Brigitte and not have any confusion about who I need you to kill. <laughs> Does it sound like anybody else? Vegeta? No, it just sounds like Vegeta. <laughs> well, they kill Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> I guess same uh, same uh, <laughs> thing, right? But anyway, live Brigitte, I've been playing with her. Um, I don't have huge gripes with the character, right? I think that she is great on offense, not so great on defense. Uh, then again, it's quick play, right? It's quick play. You you, you got to take that in consideration. Yeah. Before Great I really salt. have, 
before I really have a final opinion on the character, God, it, we, I have to see how she plays out in comp, you know? Yeah, we, I mean, we played her comp rules uh, that first weekend at the Overwatch League Network uh, game night uh, two weeks ago, and that was... It was confusing, Ja. It was really confusing on what we should be running. Should we be running two supports, one tank, Brigitte, two DPS? Should we be running three DPS? You know, one tank, yeah. one support, Brigitte. Like, what should we be doing? And it's very confusing. And we're hoping, we're hoping once she's in comp, we will actually get some feedback from the top down, knowing what we should be playing with her. But the good news is, is that she is getting played in scrims, you know, in the like the D two and D three levels of professional play. So we might see where she can be viable based on the play of the you know the best players in the world. So that's what I'm hoping to see soon. Yeah, I mean, I think she's very comp specific because I did play some matches with her. And the enemy team was just so ranged, she did nothing as a healer. You know, like nothing as a healer. And the enemy team was able to project a lot of damage out. And it was almost like being down a healer. Yeah, I um, feel like without at least half your team, at least a ball, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, you need her. Like She needs a mix-up, right? Like I think, I, think uh, I was talking to Hippo earlier. I think on maps like... Um, uh, King's Row. Sorry, I'm drawing blank on King's Row. I think she's gonna be pretty. She's gonna be pretty clutch. I think on. Um, I think on like uh, to Temple of Anubis to a degree on the first point. Very helpful. Yeah, I think, dude. The, I think you're spot on on King's Row because it's already a triple tank centric map. So I think that'll be huge. And on yeah, like Lijing Tower Control Center. Maps yeah. that are generally already doing the triple tank thing, I think she's going to fit right in. I think yeah, she's going to take the, I don't know, either, I think she's going to take the Zarya spot over the uh, over the Roadhog or the Diva spot in the triple tank uh, comps. I, I, I can agree with that because I think if you're going to have her, right, she essentially extends the time to live in a, in a fight like that. And you need to capitalize on that time to live with damage. So she wouldn't take Roadhog. I don't think she would take like a Diva spot. She would probably take like a Zarya spot, you know? Yep. And I think, I think she could fit in there. It would be just a, it would, I hate to say it, it would be less of a skill player to put in the Zarya spot. A Zarya might be better though. I'm it, I'm just not sure. It, the other team has a tracer. It's yet to be seen if she actually will take down the best tracers. But right now, in most of comp, if we're talking about just the regular competitive ladder, she's going to be a monster against tracers. I yeah. don't. The highest level is a different story, but she will be a tracer beater in regular comp. Yeah, we already see uh, her beating the shit out of tracers now. Um, you know, like actually I had, I had people who, when I switched to Brigitte, they switched to Tracer because I think they wanted practice on trying to kill a Brigitte and Maybe. there was no competition, no, no competition. Like it, it, it was just so easily 
you that can, shield bash is so it's such a short cooldown. Well, that's one of the issues I have. Something has to be done with it, and it could be multiple things, right? Um, first of all, like the, the first thing I thought is that the stun needs to go. I, that's the first thing I thought. You leave the cooldown and make it like a pushback. You leave the cooldown, make it like a pushback. The stun has to go. Uh, and the reason I was thinking that is not what, I, what was happening to me. It was ha- it's what I was doing to other people. Like, it's so easy for me to close the gap on a Reinhardt. I could close the gap on a Reinhardt, shield bash him, his shield comes down, and we all know if a Reinhardt shield comes down for a second or two, you can, ki- you can make some major kills right there. You know, his shield doesn't have to be down for long for, you to, for somebody to get wiped out. Well, and <laughs> you know. What I was thinking was it's a five-second cooldown, and it's basically the same as McCree's flashbang. Yes. But... McCree's flashbang is like a 12 second cooldown or something like that. Something, mm-hmm. something high. So it, how can we have someone who has so much more armor and survivability have an ability so CC centric and have it up just like twice as much? I don't get and it. On top of that, McCree's flashbang, I think has a five meter range. Like when you throw it out, um, her, yeah, it's like an a, a it's like an AOE of where you throw it. Yeah, and um she has an eight meter she eight she moves eight meters in that direction. Like that's really yeah, I'm pretty sure it's eight meters. I would have to I feel like it's it. five. I'm you know, I might be wrong about that. Cause like I mean it, check it, out now. it might be eight. I could be wrong. I thought it was eight meters. Six meters, sorry. So it's uh, she moves six meters, you know. So she not only like she closes a six, a six meter gap, she stuns somebody, she gets hits, which is bringing her health up, you know, and the health of her teammates. I think that's a lot. So that was the first well, thing I thought. The okay, the stun doesn't only your left click and your shift right reactivate yeah, but- the uh, the uh, the hot basically. But we're not even talking about a half. She gets a free hit on you at least. At least one free hit on you. Oh, yeah. That's going to put an 80 uh, HP hot. Um, the second thing I thought is, you know, what you were saying uh, that, oh, about the cooldown, that the cooldown needs to be increased. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, the, the cooldown would need to be increased, so it should be more in line with 10 to 12 seconds because you could just do it so often. Like, I'm in the middle of a fight, and I use it, and I count five, four, three, two, one, and somebody is gonna get hit again in that fight. Somebody's getting stunned, yep, yep. and he could count down again: five, four, three, two, one, boom. Somebody's getting stunned again. And I, as an Arissa player, I haven't done this yet. I haven't fight, fought against an Arissa with Brigitte yet. But as a as an Arissa player, that could just be so annoying, you know? Like she just constantly keeps stunning me. Um, Arissa does put out a, you know, a nice chunk of damage, but the longer the fight lasts, the worse the position I'm going to be in. And she can extend a fight a lot. And that I can see that being a pretty big problem. So something has to be done about Shield Bash, and it needs to be done before she gets into competitive. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but Arissa has seen a down drop since you've been gone in both regular competitive and the Overwatch League. 
Oh yeah, a huge down uh, down drop. And uh, the Overwatch League, she dropped. She was already not not picked as as much. I'm actually. Well, I was trying to pull it up, but never mind. I I pulled the stats for the OWL recap, but she basically dropped to not picked at all when she was picked. You know, like about twelve percent of the time, she went down to like two, uh, in stage two as opposed to stage one. But in yeah. the regular com, uh, com, competitive via, um, via Switch Fox's site. Why am I blanking? Omnic, Omnic Meta. Meta. Yeah, according to the Omnic Meta in regular comps, she's dropped dramatically. So, yeah, I mean, if if she drops an Overwatch League, I can see her dropping in comp because a lot of people copy. Like one of the things that bothered me a lot when Arissa was popular is that people would be picking Arissa in situations where they should not be. You know, um, they because, weren't. Yeah, the majority of people just want to play one player. I think they well, they want to play. They want to. They try to copy what they see. They try to copy what the pros do. But the thing is, like, you know, I see people pick Arissa and put her into a situation that's not optimal in the first place and then play her poorly. And it would just piss me off because I, you know, I would have did better in that situation because I actually play that character on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know when I need to switch off of her. I know I have my positions that I go to when I, you know, when I play certain maps because I've been playing Arissa for so long. And, uh, you know, now if she's unpopular, I can see a trend. I mean, I'm still going to play her. I haven't seen anything yet. I'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But I haven't seen anything yet that that says that, okay, well, this change made her really um, unusable or something like that, right? Even with the changes to May, that fortify, like, any... That fortify is is really helpful. I, I do end up killing a lot of maze that way, or I can at least have enough time to pull a maze back behind the barrier, giving me even more time to not be frozen. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> you I know, think so. in the Overwatch League case, I think the reason the drop of Arissa happened is is because the drop of Mercy and Junkrat. Mm-hmm. So Mercy and Junkrat took a huge hit. Mercy's still, uh, still the third healer picked in overwatch league, but Lucio now beats her out. They, they basically Lucio went from almost never picked to about 60% of the time. Mercy went from 97% of the time to about 38% of the time, if I'm remembering correctly. So I think that's why Arissa dropped out of that. I don't right. know why it happened in regular comp though. That's well, all can, speculation, but well, at I the overwatch s- league, I can see everything that happens and I'm, I feel strongly that it was, the drop of Mercy Junkrat. I would imagine that most of the trends that you see in Overwatch League are going to be reflected in competitive. Like, the only reason I think, um, you know, you don't see more tracers in comp is because people just can't play her, right? But they can hop on Lucio and give it a shot. It's like, I I think one of the best examples is the dive comp, right? Uh, We know what the dive comp is. We've talked about it before. But a lot of people would call for dive or call for dive characters in comp, and they don't even understand what the dive comp is. Like, you know, you go to dive, and they're on the control point. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like... They, they, so. just, they just think that it's a team comp name. 
Right, and has certain characters. So they know, so they'll see that the meta is shifting in Overwatch League, but they don't necessarily understand why, how those characters are being used in this composition. Now, the Overwatch League can fix that, and they're starting to, because we talked before, we talked in pre-show, they've got some instructional videos up. They had a video up explaining dive comp. If, uh, if, and this is where commentators or the analysts come in more, more so, right? Um, when the analysts see these changes, they need to be pointing them out quickly. Like, okay, we're seeing teams do this. We're seeing teams pick Lucio now. They're not picking Mercy as much. And this is why. And this is how they are using those characters, which itself, from what you've been telling me, it sounds like that's what they're on the yeah, way to they doing are, anyway. They're definitely really getting, I mean, they are improving weekly. It's really cool. So, yeah, that, that should be something on the way. So Overwatch, the Overwatch League can definitely help with that. But back to Brigitte. Um, overall, like I said, I don't have major gripes with her as a character. But I'm going to repeat myself from before. My biggest problem with her is that I just don't think she brings that much value to Overwatch. You know, she, whenever you add a new character to Overwatch, I think, um, don't get me wrong, like she can definitely, she can help with anti dive, right? And she could do various things. She is going to bring kind of a new dynamic. They're trying to bring a new comp in. Like I pulled stats also for another thing. Uh, the recap i pulled the the most popular team compositions in in uh overwatch league stage two the number one played at 15 plus hours uh total across all teams was monkey diva uh genji tracer zen zen zenyatta lucio second most popular switches out the genji for trace or for widow and switches out the Lucio for Mercy. That's played 12 hours plus. The next most popular was where they put a soldier and a tracer together and have the Lucio. And that one was played about 10 hours, but was the but only had a 40% win rate as the two above it were over 50% win rate. And then from there, it drops down like crazy, crazy amounts. And so that's the most popular thing played. So I think Blizzard wants to try and change that. And they're just flirting with ideas. And I think Bridgie could work in a death ball. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely like things are going to kind of change. But I think they could have done something like more than another healer, right? or more than just a comp-changing character. They could have introduced, like, almost a game-changing character. I think this is game-changing. If you think of all the different ways she can be used in different comps, I mean, we're just just barely touching the surface. Yeah, but I think, like, other characters, not other characters, but other types of characters specifically, like I was talking to, like, uh, once again, Hippo, but, um, like, builders, in my opinion, I think they... Blizzard might want to try and find a way to make them more uh, useful. Sucky. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly, me. more useful. But I still think I think an offensive builder type character would have been awesome. Like both all the the both defense builders we have, you know, essentially they are used primarily on defense, right? But it would be awesome to have like an offensive builder character or 
you know, like even a even like a, a like an avatar style character that yes, it's a player on the map, but they're not necessarily in the death ball with you. They're not in the fight with you. But the value that they add to the team is more than worth what uh, more than worth not having them in the actual field for the fight, like something like that. So you know, I'm not upset about Brigitte. I just don't think she's what the game really needs. I definitely don't think the game needs another shield. Nah. <laughs> I definitely don't believe the game needed another shield. And I'm kind of anti-CC anyway, so anytime a character adds CC, I'm out. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. I was, a, I was a studlock rogue in early World of Warcraft, so kind of like CC. I like being able to play with my food. Yeah, well, you know what? In an RPG or a MOBA, that's one thing. And shooters, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of CC. You know, I like free flowing movement and all that jazz. So that that's why. But I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with her. Um, I don't want them to. And you know what? I don't want. I don't want Blizzard making balance changes with changing the comp in mind. I don't want that. Because that's not how you get a balanced game. Blizzard should not necessarily be controlling team comps. I think Blizzard should be balancing the game with balance in mind. Making the game as fair as possible. Right? You make the characters as fair as possible. You balance the characters and the team compositions will fall in place. Another thing that we've seen with this game that doesn't necessarily happen with other first-person shooters in particular is that balance update happens all the time like what's the largest gap between balance updates we've ever had a month you know a month um, two months yeah i'm not sure but looks like what they're doing now though is they're using the they're using live servers as the overwatch league ptr if you look at the way they're spacing things out basically brigitte will hit season 10 it will be during uh it will be during the uh, the stage three, yeah, yeah, the stage three, and then maybe they put the changes in come stage four when everybody's gotten to practice it. That's in the Overwatch League. Well, that's give the, them that's... feedback, and that's I think that's why we had so many changes this time. Instead of changing one character a ton, they did tweaks to a bunch of characters. And I think that, I mean, I really think they're trying to take out Dive. Like, the the Reaper changes are going to make monkeys' lives hell if the other team has a Reaper. So I really yeah. think they're trying to get them to where they're actively switching comps during the game, which is what they always wanted. Yeah, that's what they wanted. But like I said, if they were to just balance the game to make it balanced, <laughs> if they were to balance the game to make the game balanced and fair... The team compositions will change on their own. We see balance. We see balance updates so frequently that the g- generally the high level players control what the the meta is for a game, right? Generally speaking, but the balance changes are so frequent they don't even have the opportunity to figure shit out. Like, okay, dive comp is in, but if you only have like you know a few months or even a year to try to figure it out like that may not be enough time to figure out well what do we need to stop this from happening now and okay we come up with a new composition i mean that's not fantasy that happens in almost every other game you know new strategies emerge 
for maps that are years old, decades old in some cases, because that's what they do. We're like, okay, well, we know that X team is going to do this because that's what's popular. That's what's worked. It's proven. But what can we do to not make that work? What can we do that's new? And those are the guys that you that, that they win championships. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That they 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 stay on top. So that's what I wish Blizzard would do, but that's not gonna happen because they're just too involved in like they're just too involved with trying to control the flow of the game, you know. Personally, I love it because it gives us all kinds of content to talk about for shows like this. Well, we're like, we'd be really fucking yeah. boring if it was all just dive, 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 and shit never changed. You know, like oh. well, that's what I'm saying. Like even even if they like if they balanced it just to make a balance, eventually the dive comp would go away, and then that would be really interesting because you get to see how the pros work with it. But I think balance you- is. I'd be it's it's an impossible thing in a game like this. It's it's impossible, and so. What they're doing is just keeping it exciting. Uh, balance is definitely not impossible in a game like this. It, I mean, it's it, it. I mean, every you ever heard the term compare apples to oranges? Every character in Overwatch is apples to oranges. So it's every impossible. To, it's impossible to balance that. I mean, there's every no character in Overwatch is a kit, and you can tweak kits to be balanced. I mean, if Team Fortress can take all of their classes and then apply a plethora of different weapons and modifications to those characters to make them almost completely different and still keep the game balanced. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Blizzard. I not can, want that. I, Bl- like, I like knowing what kid I'm running up against. If I see a Lucio, I might see a different skin, but God damn, don't even, don't even talk about changing their kits. That would just bug the well, I'm shit. I'm not out saying of change their kits, but I'm saying if team fortress can balance that, Blizzard can balance this. Look, like it's, it's not that that's a lot harder to balance than what they're trying to do here. What I think they're trying to do is like what you said, they're trying to keep things exciting and trying to keep people uh engaged in the game. Mission but, accomplished. Eh, for know. me, for me. Yeah, for you. Yeah, also, I've been I've been seeing some reports recently that would suggest um a declining user activity, but that's probably all going to change next, you know, with the next event and, you know, the event after that and then the next character and then the next map. That's what Blizzard's trying to do. So we'll see. But yeah, let's talk about the PCR a little bit. I'm only going to address two characters. I'm going to address May. And I'm, and if you listen to this podcast, you know exactly what the fuck I'm going to say about this. What the fuck are they thinking? Are they purposefully trying to make the game less fun? That is so unnecessary. Like that is a balance change that is so unnecessary. They does not need to freeze more than one person at a time. She does. She just doesn't need to. I don't think that's. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a problem. I like May's. I'm not worried about the May change at all. I mean, her her most her strongest tool is the wall. And only the top, top end of players actually know how to use it. Believe me, I ran into one the other night. But I don't see it as a problem. If It'll be she's different. freezing one person and killing them, she's, I mean, I do see it as a problem in, like, silver and below. I do see it as a problem there. I do get it. It's going to suck just as much. As, it's going to make May just as scary as a Symmetra in silver and bronze. 
like now she free not, not only does she freeze two people at the same time she freezes them at the same exact rate it'll be different if the rate was different from the second person but it's not she can freeze multiple people and I, i've only been able to test two she might be able to freeze more than that i'm not 100 percent sure well it's it's not wider it's just it goes through people now so now like Two is about what you're gonna get. Like they showed a uh, a Zarya graviton. I saw a bunch of 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 gifts of that, and May trying to freeze everybody, and she can't. Usually, it's about two people getting frozen. Right. That's still like that's that's a third of your team that one person can uh, freeze and uh, you know pretty much take them out of the mix. You know, and then just keep. And, she just got a buff that makes her freeze even faster. So like she can just keep refreezing and keep refreezing. She doesn't have to freeze and kill. That's the thing. She doesn't have to freeze and kill. And I'm not talking about May running around by herself and freezing people. If she's with another person on her team or if she's with her group and she freezes two people on the enemy team and it'll be that much easier to take them out. That's a third of your team that's gone just like that. Yeah. I mean, I think. Honestly, I think the biggest problem is going to be May running around by herself in silver and bronze, where it's going to like, really if, if be Mays, bad. If She's going to be like by herself, two two v oneing people. <laughs> if the May is running around by herself, obviously that that issue gets resolved once you kind of once you get to platinum and above right because may is even going to be a problem in gold let's be honest yeah, she's she's really only a problem ever if she knows how to use her walls extremely well and right. her team capitalizes on it or she works with her team you know freezing freezing enemies one at a time <laughs> you know like overwatch like i've said it so many times but overwatch isn't a game that you have to get kills especially on defense she's a defensive character you don't have to get kills on defense you just gotta stop them from getting the objective you know you don't have to keep wiping the team on offense. Like, yeah, you got to get, you got to kill most, at least most of the team so that you can move them off the point. Um, if they're any good, but with her, like, you know, I'm not saying offensively, she's going to be a monster. She's going to be out of control. I'm just saying, this is not, this is just not a change that was needed. Um, uh, characters can be used situationally. There's nothing wrong with her being like a situational character. But I mean, they're going to base everything on the pro play. And the fact of the matter is, is that only two people in stage two played her and on only one map. You know what I mean? So like, that's what they're basing it off of. That's fine. But as the game grows, they can't continue to just be like, well, we don't see people playing this character. So we got to do something about this character to make it more powerful. The game, the game's going to get three new characters every year as it stands right now. Not everybody's going to be viable at the pro level on a team of six. Yeah, and I mean, I think they will. I think they will slow slow down with those types of things going forward too. And they'll have to make characters that are similar to each other a lot more than they have been doing now. All the new characters we've got have been drastically different than everybody else. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh... We'll see what happens with that, but I was just not happy about. Like I said, I'm not a fan of CC, and to have her be able to freeze two people at the same time is fucking annoying. At least if you got frozen before with May, um, and somebody was with you, you could probably even if you died, you could you could trade one v you could trade one for one. 
now she freezes you and your partner. <laughs> your friend just watching you die. Your friend just sits there and watches you die. Cause let's not forget she also she also has a ton of survivability too. So like it you know, she can keep a fight going for a pretty long time. Well, I don't know. The the only thing is is that if your friend is sitting there standing right behind you while you're trying to fight her, then you guys both deserve to die. But you're not both both people aren't gonna be standing still. So unless you got a coordinated, okay, we're gonna split here. Even though that's that's a that's a now that well, people I'm know. I'm just saying in uh, Sea of Thieves, which I've been playing a lot uh, recently, the way to kill the skeletons is you one person stands behind them, one person stands in front of them. We're jumping all around, and we're still staying on either side of them. So I think right. if you're standing in a straight line so that May can freeze you, then you deserve it. Now, yeah, I, I can don't... see how in a big group fight things would get like confusing and people might get frozen double, but if a May freezes two of you... 2v1, you deserve to die. Well, it's going to happen, so. But, the, yeah. I mean, still, I still stand by the wall is the most powerful. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's probably her most powerful. Yeah, it is her most powerful ability, but still the freeze is not something to laugh at. Uh, then there's Reaper. These changes turn Reaper into a monster. I mean, at the higher levels, he'll be viable. At the lower levels, he's going to be outrageous. Oh, and yeah. yeah, at the it, lower levels, time to start boosting some peoples. At, at the lower <laughs> levels, he's going to be outrageous. Like, you can engage and disengage with Wraith. Uh, the shotguns automatically get reloaded. You can blow through an entire clip, Wraith in, Wraith out, and then just keep shooting. Yeah, you know, the, at, the, the biggest part about it is that you're going to be able to cancel Wraith. So... You could actually bait a McCree out of his flash out of his flashbang right before you do your death your your death blossom, which you could never do before. Right. So I mean that's that's the biggest thing. And the speed buff does allow you to engage with it. So now you can come in, they won't know when you're gonna stop, and you could just break out of it and just death blossom. You know, I yeah. Mean, it's, it'll be it's it's cool in the sense that it brings more skill to Reaper. It's bad in the fact that, I mean, the May changes too. I mean, the lower SR are going to suffer pretty hard. They are, but that's something that Overwatch needs to pay attention to. The bulk of their player base sits in gold and below. So that's like that conversation we had before about, well, who should they be catering to? Should they be, be catering to their high-level players or their low-level players? Because without the large player base that Overwatch has, the Overwatch League doesn't have as much value. That's what, the, the large player base is why the Overwatch League had so much value to begin with. So they still need to be careful not to alienate those characters. And it goes back to what I was saying before. That's why I think they should be balancing for balance and fairness versus balancing for comp changes well, and viability. What we what we might see going forward is we might see tweaks to Reaper's damage come down. Like they want to keep the skill ceiling high, but make it you know what I mean? Like basically before Reaper, the skill the skill ceiling wasn't as high because there's not much really you can do. You go in, try and get kill. You wraith out. Like, that's that's what you do. That's why 
was so easy to get really good at him. All I had to do was be mechanically good. And so right. I, I, I think if it is really, really bad, I believe they will wrench the damage back. I just think they're trying to give everybody a higher skill ceiling. Right. That they, if they do bring the damage back a little bit, that's fine. Uh, also, I do believe they need to revert the change of reloading on Wraith. Keeping the reload on Death Blossom, I don't think that matters too much. Well, that's what more, they added in. Yeah, they added in. They. I think that's. Reload. I think that's pretty worthless. Like I, I could give that up in a second. Yeah, that they. I don't think that that matters because either your Death Blossom was successful and most of the people are dead anyway, or it wasn't successful and you're probably dead at this point. Uh, but in terms of being able to wraith, and not just be you know reloading on wraith, but being able to cancel your wraith so that you don't have to reload, that it's I think they would kind of need to dial that back because you know it is they are shotguns. Don't get me wrong, so they're not pinpoint accurate weapons. But at the same time, you should with a weapon that does so much damage. I think that they need to, uh, even if they toned it down a little bit, the weapon would still be powerful because it's a fucking shotgun. But they would need to uh, kind of ro- roll that back to reload on Wraith because you should have some penalty for not hitting your target enough. You know, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, those are the only two things on the PTR that I wanted to bring up. The last thing I wanted to bring up, and I, I did respond, I didn't, I, my internet access in China was spotty or stuff I can get access to. I definitely couldn't get access to Twitter. I couldn't get access to Facebook. I had access to discord most of the time. Uh, but, but we'll go ahead and move on to archives, which is the new, it's just not a new event. It's the old uprising event, which is going to be happening from April 10th to April 30th. Um, I guess they they decided to call it archives instead of uprising because uprising is only going to be one part of the event now. Uh, uprising, you will be able to play uprising like they've said many times before. So uh, that's going to be nice for people who got Overwatch in the last year. You know, maybe after the uh, the uh, the anniversary and stuff. But on top of uprising. They're going to be adding a new uh, story mode or a new PVE. Uh, hopefully, like, it's... Well, it's, it's what we think, right? It's not, like, confirmed, right? Uh, it's kind of confirmed. I mean, we won't have information until the beginning of Stage 3 of Overwatch League that night. They're going to make a big reveal that night. Before that, Right now, we have some information on it. So we think it's going to be pretty similar to what Uprising was, just a different story, a different map, maybe. Um, but what we have so far, based off of the developer update and some information uh, we got across the internet, is that the new story is going to be called Retribution. That's what Jeff, uh, Jeff Kaplan says. I hope you're ready for the Retribution at the end of the last video. Uh, based on some other information that we received, it looks like it's going to center around the Venice incident. And if that sounds familiar, you probably read Moira's bio because the Venice, the Venice incident is in Moira's bio. Like, basically, um, the Venice incident is what caused Moira and I think Blackwatch to be outed. And uh, her, it was about her and her research. Now, and maybe might explain Reaper and her birth. Possibly, it, it might. Um, well, 
I know today they released um, another like lore update on the Overwatch website, which talked about um, actually Norway. It says that Jack Morrison promises to investigate what happened in Norway. Apparently, an Overwatch facility got attacked in Norway. So some people think that the next event is going to happen in Norway or it's going to center around that. I don't think so. I think it's called Retribution because Overwatch gets attacked in Norway and the Retribution is Overwatch sending Blackwatch to go handle this or go find the people who did this and that's what it's going to be in uh, Venice or that's going to be the Venice incident. Yeah, you can see that. And there's a there's a mural that has Genji and McCree on it. It has Blackwatch Genji and Blackwatch McCree on it. Uh, I would imagine that Moira is also going to be on the team. But there's a question mark on Reaper. Like, Reaper, is he's the only other person that makes sense. He's the only other Blackwatch member. And he uh, he had a Blackwatch skin to start the game if he bought the uh, the Elite version or he bought it on console. Right, yeah. So... I think Reaper is going to be the last, is going to be the th- the fourth member of the team. But the answer is that kind of leaves you with, like, the team's not as diverse as it was before, right? I mean, in Uprising, you had the tank with Reinhardt, you had the heal with Mercy, you had the builder with Torbjorn, and you had the DPS with Tracer. Here, you have three DPS and a healer slash DPS. Like that's what you have. Yeah, I think it'll be probably. I don't know. It it would be something where Reaper would go after the bigger targets and Genji the smaller targets, resetting Dash and McCree hanging out with Moira while she throws healing balls everywhere. <laughs> Maybe, but like that also kind of tells me, like you know, you you're, uh, you if this is the actual team, we'll see what happens. If this is the actual team, um you're not going to have any sit and hold points like you did in Uprising because you're going to sit and hold against, you know, with, with no tank, no builder, one well, heal, no I mean, armor. Of, if you think about Blackwatch, they were like a spy team, like a, you know, Navy SEAL team. And normally, you know, those wouldn't have a, you know, if you have a Navy SEAL t- team, they're not rolling up with a tank. So, you know, like an actual tank. Yeah. Now, so I now, mean, I so I mean, I could I could see how they could tailor it. But possibly, there'd have to be squishies. There'd have to be a lot of squishies. Exactly. Like that, that's kind of the thing. Right now, we're talking about what makes sense lore wise versus what would actually be fun to play in the story. <laughs> you know that. That's yeah, but you wanted the, lore. You wanted lore. Yeah, I wanted lore, but I also like the lore doesn't. The lore comes second to the game. <laughs> so like, if the if the if the game mode isn't fun to play um that's kind of a problem it doesn't the story doesn't necessarily matter as much but so that's why that's why i'm not 100 percent sure on the the team but that being the case uh i don't they don't have it we don't have any black watch tanks we don't you know so we don't have actually we have everything everybody we know from black watch is in this you know the the ones i mentioned right now so we'll see We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I was um, I was going to ask you what tank you think could be Blackwatch, and then I looked at him. I was like, I don't see any of them. Maybe they should have released one instead of releasing Brigitte. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll find out Brigitte was in Blackwatch, and she'll be the tank. Oh, I don't think snap. so. 
<laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it was uh, cool for them to include Arissa in the Uprising because Arissa had just um, been released last year when Uprising came out. But Arissa, the Arissa OR wasn't in there. The OR fourteen or the OR thirteen, yep. <laughs> or the, whatever it was. But like, it was still her character model. It was her. It was Arissa's character model. It was not her. She is a special snowflake jaw. She is not a fembot. I bet. Sorry. <laughs> so. Sorry, I just watched. Oh, you're probably not caught up, so never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, CW Marvel shows League CW, of Ex- you mean the, D- the the DC? You mean the um? No, Legends, Legends of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You'll understand what I meant when I said Fembot once you watch the latest episode, second gotcha. to latest episode. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, but that's all we really know about archives so far. We're gonna. We'll, we'll. I mean, by the time most of you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be just a few hours from the time we actually get a reveal. But that's what we're thinking right now. We'll see. Then, obviously, next week we'll have a lot more information. Like, what skins are we getting? Because there's gonna be new skins for. They said another skin for your favorite Shimada brother. You know, a lot of people are speculating Hanzo because he doesn't have uh, an uprising skin. But like Hanzo, what does Hanzo have to do with? Uh, with uprising, you know. I don't know. Maybe or, they'll tell us. I wonder. I wonder if the people who stole the stuff or attacked Overwatch was the Shimada clan. Wouldn't that be interesting? If that was the Shimada clan, stole some, so you have to fight Hanzo in the. Uh, That'd be cool. The, yeah. Everybody loves to kill Hanzo. Yeah. So we'll, that would be that would be interesting. But as far as I know. Hanzo doesn't have any Overwatch or Blackwatch affiliation, but Blizzard can change whatever the fuck they want at any time because this fucking lore is not static. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but we'll move on to the next topic, which is rewarding good behavior to fix Overwatch. Um, I've been seeing a lot of complaints in the forums, more than normal, uh, of people complaining that comp isn't fun anymore and it's full filled with throwers and it's filled with toxicity even though the tox- toxicity has gone down quite a bit thanks to blizzard's efforts uh also just a lot of people saying that they're not playing overwatch anymore because they're not just having all, just not having fun even in quick play so overwatch has really focused on fixing bad behavior with punishments and bans and things like that which yes to a degree that works but for the players that are not doing anything wrong, like I'll say they're not toxic, it doesn't necessarily change the attitude of the player that, and, you know, and then they just play super casually. Like, you know, they'll pick Hanzo and a team composition on comp that doesn't work for Hanzo. And quick play is a complete shit show, right? Like, I mean, quick play, anything can happen. And I think maybe to fix both of that, to fix that in particular, the, uh, the attitude of players, they'd be better off, you know, rewarding good behavior of players, like somebody who plays well with the team, uh, somebody who is willing to switch. I guess technically that's part of playing well with the team, but you know what I'm saying? Like somebody's willing to switch or lead the team or give advice, you know, stuff like that. If they can come up with a system to reward players, you know, where every so many commendations you get like a point or a set of points, uh, toward uh, you know, toward a prize you can get like maybe a free loot box or something like that. 
It's interesting you bring this up because this topic came up last week, uh, just Sunday, uh, when Mel recorded the cavalry because she's a a behavioral analyst, and Lee Bomb uh, actually mentioned the same exact thing as you for the loot box, and I almost feel like I should just bring Melissa in here to explain her retort to that because she would be a lot more she would be a lot better a resource to explain why that doesn't work. Uh, but should I, should I bring her over to, to, uh, to explain? Cause you giving the exact same thing that Lee bomb gave on the cavalry. All right. Do that's you, fine. Do you want to hear? hear yeah. All right. Right. So I agree that the positive reinforcement definitely needs to increase. Right. But what, like research shows is that those small increments of positive reinforcement don't actually reward good behavior by motivating anybody to increase the likelihood of their behavior, right? They reward us to a degree, but it's not necessarily reinforcement because we're going to be good no matter what, right? So all they do is kind of give a little bit to the people who are going to be good anyways, but are still going to get angry because the other people aren't changing their behavior. So what's more effective in my mind and in what I've read is that if you use like a lottery system, right? So you have so many good behavior games and you get into a lottery where at the end of the month they raffle off, you know, five people and they win something. Because lotteries, even though they're less chance of getting it, the chance of winning something bigger is more enticing to people to change their behavior, right? So that's basically the premise behind my Blizzard would spend a lot of money rewarding loot boxes and not get any benefit from it. They'd be in the they'd be putting a band-aid, like a half a band-aid over something and still have to scramble to fix it in a month. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was saying this stuff, it's not necessarily about the players who, um, um, you know, they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm really tired. I've been I haven't slept in like close Welcome to thirty six hours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but it's not about the players who do who who uh, have bad behavior per se, right? So it's not that extreme. It's not like these are the people who are throwing matches. These are the people who are uh, you know, uh, being toxic. It's more for the players who are good players. They don't do those things, but they have just this super relaxed attitude in the game. They're the reason why quick play sucks. <laughs> they're the reason why low-level comp sucks is because they're not necessarily bad people that are being toxic. They're just kind of like, eh, it doesn't matter all that much anyway. So that's why I was saying you sweeten the pot a little bit so that if you're a good team player, I can give you a commendation. If you're willing to switch characters, I'll give you a commendation. If you're you know, uh, the one sh making shot calling and stuff like that, I can give you a commendation, stuff like that. So it was more like that versus trying to fix bad behavior. Right. And I think you have to look at them both in the same pot because I think you have to look at the fact that if you have bad behavior, that's what's punishing the good behavior, right? Like right. we're all pissed off because 
the bad behavior is affecting our games, which is affecting our reinforcement, which is supposed to be playing the game, right? And then you look at, okay, these players that don't really care, they're not having bad behavior, they just don't really care. They belong in quick play or arcade or whatever, but they're still playing comp. And that's just a whole different issue. It's like try to motivate people to play quick play a little bit more as opposed to motivating people to compete better. Because I don't think those people are going to compete more. That's just not their mindset. That's not what they signed up for in the game. And I think we need a place for everybody. But if you if you reward good behavior enough, you can bring decent behavior up to the good and you can bring bad behavior down to the good, right? So that everybody's kind of at this equal playing field. And then you have this like random outliers, right? That you're still going to encounter every once in a while. But for the majority of it, as long as you're rewarding the expected behavior and defining it correctly, then you will get to that point. But right. until then, you know. I think the the quick play player and comp hit is like a two-part problem. Uh, they, it's usually like, you know, uh, you have a lot of people like Mikey, one of the old hosts, he only plays comp to get competitive points, to get shiny golden guns. So just by removing, actually by removing the comp point reward from comp, from comp, that would actually take a lot of those people out of the uh, the, the mix. Cause Which Mike is hilarious, because yeah. how many people that actually play comp care about the golden guns? They don't. That's the no thing. <laughs> if you have a competitive mindset, you don't care about the golden guns, which is why I've always thought the golden guns were stupid. Right. But people who are used to playing like RPGs, MMOs, stuff like that, rewards are what they play for. Right. But those <laughs> rewards are not as valuable, right? Right. Because yeah. they don't set you apart. All they say is that you've played longer. Exactly. Which doesn't necessarily make you a better player. Like you can have, I bet you can find 20 people in bronze that have three golden guns. Oh, absolutely. You know, so like, what does that tell you? Like, I feel like you should get, like, maybe you should get a color gun for the rank that you end your season. Right? Right. Like, if you got a platinum gun, if you ended at platinum, then that'd be cool. Right? right then you yeah. could show off that, like, I ended at platinum. And you don't lose it. You know, maybe you got a GM gun. But... Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that are going to motivate more people. And I think that's what Blizzard is missing. They're not, they're just rewarding consistent behavior and rewarding the wrong behavior at times, you know, where it's like, I'm going to give you something for not doing what I want you to do. Right. As yeah. opposed to, I'm going to make you work for it. And if you get there, you can have this. Yeah. And that's the thing is like reinforcement has to be effortful. But it also has to be reachable, yeah. right? You can't just like throw it out like it's going to be out of the, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying now. Bob, what do you want? Do you want to come oh. back in? Well, yeah. Well, the, the like, to taking the comp points out is like, that would definitely help get rid of a lot of people who shouldn't be in comp. But the other problem with the other people who play comp they play comp, not necessarily for the golden guns, but they play comp because quick play is terrible. So that's why 
you want to have a way to make quick play not terrible. You have to have a way to make people care about quick play. And I don't know, maybe adding competitive points to quick play, like, you know, will actually be one way to get people to care a little bit. And you know what? I'm always against roll queue, but maybe like a off-season comp that's like a permanent fixture, which is like roll queue, but it's not for competitive points. It's just like, this is legit practice. Right. It's like two, two, two. You know, I don't care what you think. I don't care if that's not the meta. Like two, two, two. This is what you're going to practice just to make sure that we get a decent composition. Right. Right. And I feel like that would be more effective than quick play is now. Like quick play. Like I was just playing quick play. It's a freaking shit show. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. I oh was gosh. playing quick play. We played, me and my friend played quick play yesterday. I was Hanzo. We had no healers. We won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it oh. was really bad. But, like, I think even more so than, like, a like let's say a roll queue, even, I think you, one thing that would improve the game and its teamwork so much better is just lobbies, like lobbies outside of your match that you could go into the lobby you know, or you it generates the lobby automatically. You go into a queue, it puts you in a lobby with people. You can talk before you're ready up. And if that team isn't going to work for you, you're out and you go into right. you go look for a different lobby. But yeah, like something has would have to be done there. I do think that guilds, like I've talked about this a lot, that I think that guilds would help because not only do guilds provide you a team of people to play with, but they also provide you accountability. Right. So if you see somebody from some guild, you know they have a reputation. Right. So if you're toxic in a game and you represent a guild, that guild's going to kick you. Maybe. Or you're the toxic guild and everybody knows and they leave the game before it starts so they don't lose SR. But like, I feel like it holds people more accountable. It's that group mentality aspect that is so lost in gaming. You know, it's right. very individualized. It's very anonymity. You know, like it's like you don't know who I am. Who cares? And by adding that aspect, I think you could go a long way. And I yeah. don't know why they wouldn't. I think it's mainly because it has a lot to do with how the game was developed. You know, the game was developed as kind of like, okay, we just failed at this game and we have to come up with another game idea. So they kind of came up with the game over time. Right. And this is their first game. I can't remember in how long that they actually had to build a brand new engine for it. All of the other Blizzard games use the same exact engine. It's one of the reasons we don't have replays is because the engine doesn't support it right now. So that may be why like, that's just not something they were thinking about. They were probably just thinking about getting the characters made, getting the games out, making sure it's smooth, no bugs, stuff like that. Right. And then they're going to iterate over the next few years to maybe add features like that. Because while it sounds like a feature that is mm. easy to do uh, for, you know, let's just let's just use their numbers and say 35 million players. For 35 million players, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, you know. For sure. So. For sure. And I think that it also says a lot about the fact that it is a game that you can come in and you can play and you can step out and you can not worry about it. And not have to attend to a guild that's like, hey, from this time to this time, you know, it's kind of like being on a team. You know, yeah. I played WoW. It destroyed my life. <laughs> I'm back. So I don't want that again. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for hopping on, Mel. Bye. Appreciate the uh, the insight. All right. So 
I wanted her to come in because I figured with the conversation you brought up, I didn't realize you're going to bring that up. So I just thought that our listeners would enjoy a board certified master's degree behavior analyst right perspective on it so i can't wait to listen to that tomorrow because i couldn't hear you guys's interaction oh yeah like it, it's um i think the conversation that they had on the calvary was a little different than what <sighs> we're talking about because we're uh talking well, it about started with your with your exact comment about maybe they could give a loot box right that was uh and lee was comparing it to like league of legends and what they do uh you know, like at the end of the match, I've never played, but it gets at the end of the match, they, you can tell, you can like give somebody a props for like good teamwork. You can give someone a props for kicked butt, you know, like carry yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Like what we're talking here is not necessarily trying to encourage players with bad behavior into good behavior, but more like getting, making players just care about the quality of play. To a to a degree. Well, but you do agree that the content. I did. I, I, oh yeah, I, no, no, I, no. I, it's, I it's, the content she brought was way better than anything I could have brought there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that was good. I'm glad she was able to hop on. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and hop into our weekly updates. Weekly updates. So two weekly updates, and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. First of all. The replacement for Scattershot has been announced. It is called Rapid Shot, and we don't have a lot of information on it. But from what I see, or what we 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 do see about it, I agree. I think this is going to be a great change for Hanzo. It's going to give people who are skilled with Hanzo um, a uh, still a way to output a bunch of damage, but at the same time, it's not as cheesy as Scattershot. And I'm sorry, but Scattershot just isn't that difficult to use. If you've never used Hanzo before, or if you don't use Hanzo, yes, you're not just going to hop on Hanzo and Scattershot. That's not something that's going to happen. But if you play Hanzo for a small amount of time, if you can't figure out how to Scattershot somebody's foot hitbox, you probably shouldn't be playing Hanzo at all. <laughs> you know, like, that's the thing. Like, so Scattershot was just a bit too much, and it didn't feel good which is very important, you know. Uh, overall, if it doesn't feel that great, then, you know, something needs to be done about it because it is a game overall, you know, after all. But, yeah, I, so it's good. I, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, no, I was I just going to I, I was just gonna explain it a little bit. So Scattershot, obviously, a bunch of arrows to the feet, but Rapid Shot just increases the, uh, the rate of fire for Hanzo. I don't think it does anything else. I don't think it... Um, I don't think it like powers the shot up or anything like that. There will be an effect when it's on, so people can see when a Hanzo is going to use rapid shot. But it will basically it'll give uh, Hanzo the ability to shoot arrows very fast. I wonder if you'll just be able to straight up hold down the trigger, like just hold down the trigger, and it can just fire off shots because it, there's still arrows, there's like still the projectiles, snowball machine gun. Yeah, like there's still there's <laughs> you still, love that. I, I, <laughs> I did have a good time with that, but there's still arrows. They you still have to aim, you know, and the arrows will move faster. There's still projectiles, and it's still going to take skill because you still have to aim. And I'm not saying Scattershot doesn't take any skill, but come on, even on days where I was like really bad as Hanzo and I'm missing all my shots, as soon as Scattershot will come up, I was all one v one, you know, five to the feet. <laughs> That's what you, you had to do, but. 
I do think that Rapid Shot is uh is a definitely a better replacement. I mean, he still shoots trees. That has a lot to do with the net code, though. Uh, it feels like he shoots trees. Um, so I don't know if, if they tighten up the net code, that may fix that. But you know, I can't be mad at Alonzo that is able to actually land a headshot. You know, so that it is what it is. Scatter shot, though, not a fan, especially as Arissa. Arissa's rejoice. Um, I was about to say. I completely agree with you until you went on the rant about scattershot being easy after you played for just a little bit of time. I'll give you like after you played for ten hours, but I don't have like, ten hours. Let's classify a little bit of time, but I do totally agree with you. This is awesome that they're getting rid of it. Uh, it no no matter whether you know we agree or not on whether it being easy or not. Uh, we could definitely agree that it sucks. Like it, I mean, it just. Anything that one shot sucks. Like nobody likes to be just one shotted. My only argument in the past was that if you take it away from him and don't give him something comparable, like he's going to be worthless. And they're doing a few other things too. Like there's a dash thing that that like Hanzo's got, and there's it's the the information's all over the place because they've been just changing it around constantly. But I, I'm super excited that they're getting rid of it because it has definitely been a really annoying thing for a lot of people. You know, it's basically the same thing of like when I, you know, agreed with them taking away Roadhogs, you know, thing. It's just like the one hit things are just not fun normally. Right. So that's- but, I mean, he's still going to have those weird arrows. So. I don't know. It's it's still going to be like hit and miss with Hanzo. Like you the know arrows, when you're playing a good widow. Well, for, from what I've seen about the arrows hitboxes, supposedly they're very small, but yet they the they, size they, of Genji shurikens. But at the same time, they uh, they feel that uh, if they feel like they uh, you know if they go past you left or right, you can still get hit. So and but Genji shurikens are actually kind of wide. They're definitely wider than that goddamn arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the the animation of the arrow is definitely not the size of the actual hitbox of the projectile. And that part kind of sucks. Right, But, I mean, yeah. I guess they could make the arrowheads bigger, but making the whole arrow would be just weird. It'd be him shooting, like, little rockets, you know, little, like, three-inch thick rockets. It would have rockets. to be the, the arrowhead, but it does also have something to do with the way the Overwatch netcode works, which this isn't the best so they would have to tweak, I think, both of those to make him it feel better when you actually get hit with a Hanzo arrow. Should yeah, be on the PTR. Just, oh, it never go feels good. Never feels good. Even if you get hit by the widow, it never feels good. Well, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I don't. I usually don't get hit shot by the widow more than once or twice. Like you know, you 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 hug those corners. <laughs> you, you know, that's the thing. I like, yeah, you know, so. yeah. I mean, I guess it all depends on the players you play. You know, like you. Definitely have a lot more disdain for the Hanzos with the scatter shot than me because I normally play characters that are four times as thin model wise than yours. So the right. scatter arrow really has to hit the bottom of my feet to actually kill me. Whereas a tank, it can hit, you know, there's quite a wide berth to the right or the left, especially at Orissa. Yeah. Like poor Orissa takes the worst of it all. Absolutely, absolutely. So it should be on the PTR so this month. So in April, we, we, we'll see. Um, I think it's great. Changes on the PTR for Hanzo. So we'll see that soon. Uh, also, weekly update. Leaving matches faster does not help you get into another match faster. I mean, we've all seen people 
leave matches right after they're over or right after the play of the game, and they're just re in hopes to get back into a match quickly. According to Jeff Kaplan, I believe it was Jeff Kaplan that says it, he's like, You're, you will not be able to queue into a match until your current match is completely resolved. So, I, feel like, I feel like it wasn't Jeff Kaplan, but it was a blue. It was a dev. Well, I, can I tell know you that for sure. Uh, you looked at while I'm talking about it. Basically, this is awesome for me because... I like to see all of that. I like to have that little like decompression time after a match where I can go over what I did wrong quickly while it's fresh in my memory. And I want to just not talk and think and just go over that. And oftentimes when you're with people, you have to basically be the group leader or they're going to leave and you're just not going to get a choice in the, the matter. And now I can actually say to everybody, dude, don't leave. There's, there's no point. And uh, a uh, ABG in the uh, Mash Discord did bring up that, you know, what happens if everybody leaves? And at the time, I thought, oh, I guess it probably would reset. But now I think, well, that server instance is going to just finish up what it's doing, whether people are connected to it or not. And I wanted to get your call on that because you're, you also do the same thing as me, networking systems engineering. So do you think that probably just finishes out its cycle as it a process does. and it ends? It does. Even if everybody leaves the game mid match, if everybody leaves the game mid match, right? The game is, uh, the server itself is developed to give you a certain amount of time to get back into the match. And it yeah. probably lets that time out before it decides to kill the instance, you know? Which at the end of the game would be more time than would actually take at the end of the game stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the game, more than likely, it's just on a timer at that point. What is it, 30 seconds? It probably just starts a 30 second timer to kill the instance, you know? You know so. What they could do just to stop the behavior, I guess they don't care about the behavior because they want the people that want to look at the, this conspiracy theory, put on your tinfoil, but they want to make the people that want to watch the stuff happy and they want to make the people that want to drop out and get right back into queue happy. And then if that's what the overall thought was, then this developer messed it all up by that little post. If they wanted to actually stop the behavior... It would just, you would click it, and just like when you leave a match, you know, and try and read and try and rejoin, if you're not banned yet, it tells you your match is already going on. So if they really wanted that to, you know, stop the behavior, then it would, then it would say, you can't queue yet. You're still in an active match. Instead, it just puts you and pretends you're in the queue. Right. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't do anything um i don't know like i you're probably better off just staying because there have been instances which i haven't had one in a long time and i haven't really yeah, heard about it about. but there are instances where you get flagged as a lever and you'll lose like 50 sr so you're probably better off just staying but i mean i can understand not wanting to stay because like there's some just some matches i don't want to stay. i don't want to be in the same match with those people anymore i just don't want to so like i'll just you know i'll just leave early I don't, See, I don't care. I think I'm like, I think it's the same thing when I mod or anything for the show. I'm just like, I just 
shit on myself. So that's what I do at a loss. Like most people just leave. I just sit there and just go, I just lost. I just lost. Why did I lose? Like I just like beat myself up like during that time. Well, when I lose, actually, whether I win or I lose, I essentially, I look at my stats before, like, as the defeat or victory screen is coming up, I look at my stats there. So I already know what my stats are. I don't need to see them again. Uh, So there's really no benefit for me sticking around. But for some time, like, you might be off. Some people are better off uh, mentally just getting away and resetting from the match that way. So I, I, I get it. I probably would be better off doing that, but instead, like I even really wanted to still have where you saw the SR countdown. Like right. now you just, when you lose and it goes that SR screen, you just see where you're at and you don't see it go down. You see it go up when you win. And that's their way of trying to like, you know, emphasize the good things, but right. I liked it better when it really emphasized the bad. I just like watched it just go down. I I like to look at it right there and see how much I raised or lost. And with the way it is now, I can't see how much I lost. Are you talking about the number of SR you lost? Yeah, like when you win, it counts up. It goes right. when you lose, it just shows your current SR after the loss. Right. Why I just pay attention to how much SR I had. I mean, it's only one game, right? So I yeah, just remember how, how much SR I had. I just don't pay attention to it every round. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's it for our weekly updates. We're going to go ahead and start closing up now. Prepare to attack. Batch 5 is out. Just bashing on the way. Uh, like Bob said, I promise to get it out soon. I'm going to try to get it out this week. Um, and then that'll be that for Prepare to Attack for now. Like I said, uh, you know, we do have expansion plans for Prepare to Attack. Uh, the uh, series was definitely made uh, uh, made to be, like, limited, but we're going to – it's still going to be a limited series. I can't see turning the series into something weekly like Omniclab or something like that. I don't think me or Bob have enough time to do something of do that you, Are we open for anybody to submit – like applications, feeds, uh, uh, portfolios to possibly join the team to help us with that? Yes, we are open to that. So that would, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> um, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to let just anybody on. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but We're, we're not going to say yes, but just remember, everybody, I started podcasting just by sending Ja an email when he said they were adding a third host. So send us what you have. We're not guaranteeing anything, but send it to us. Yeah, yeah. That 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 like if we're gonna continue to uh to build and prepare to attack, it definitely would be good to have another person. So yeah, but prepare to attack, batch five is out, new prepare more prepare to attack coming. Don't want. I don't want to give out any dates right now, but it's something that we're going to be working on. Uh, we didn't live stream today, but we do normally live every, a live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please join us on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. We love to have you there. We also love to hear your Overwatch stories, so please feel free to send those to us. And we're going to get into our contact information in a couple seconds here. We do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, and I feel terrible. I haven't even placed this season on console. Uh, 
mainly because I was here. I was only here for the first two weeks. I was gone for two weeks, and now I'm back. Uh, so I do plan on playing some console. Uh, Maybe you guys should get a little console game night going for our console players. Yeah, that like, would be cool. Write in if that's something you guys are in- interested in. Yeah, I know the uh, the PS4 community. I only talked to a few guys from the PS4 community now, but it I I'm the Xbox community guys do definitely reach out a bit more. Actually, I've been finding a lot of Xbox community guys have been coming over to PC. A uh, uh, dude abides a lot of them. Xbox, yep. Yeah, they've been making the jump over to PC. I mean, so, a dude abides timeless. I, I mean, we could go on and on. There's been a bunch of people that have made the jump. Absolutely. Uh, Mimitomic made the jump, I believe, too. There's been a bunch of people. Yeah. So we also have a Discord server, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. Would love to have you there. Uh, just hit up me at Bob, me or Bob, uh, when you hop into the server so we can make sure we put you in the correct group. And always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It is a Facebook group that has players from all different platforms. It's a great place to find new players to play with or just kept, keep up with the latest Overwatch news. So definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. If you're on Facebook, uh, thank you for listening. We are available on multiple podcast platforms on iOS and Android. Uh, you can just search your favorite podcast platform for Watchpoint Radio. We should come up. If we don't, there is an RSS feed available right on the Mashes Buttons website, so you can just pop that into your podcast platform of choice. Uh, we do have a Twitter, which is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Uh, we also, you can also find Mashes Buttons at twitter.com slash site. Facebook.com slash mash those buttons and YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, you can um, feel free to contact us with any uh, comments or questions you have. Our email address is WPR at mash those buttons.com. And you can also reach out to uh, myself on Twitter, which I'm underscore jaw underscore on Twitter. Bob, why don't you tell me where they can find you? And for the listeners that have hit me up asking, you know, how, why it's so hard to find underscore jaw underscore, that's because it's underscore J A A underscore two A's. And so that's how you could find him. You can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. Yeah, I usually say two A's, but. It's it's gonna it's so I'm um, actually it's past nine o'clock it's past thirty six hours I've been up yeah, for more than thirty six hours. <laughs> it was just weird. I had two different people say something to me and ask what your Twitter was. So I told them. So I figured there's probably a bunch of people that just don't ask. So right. I just wanted to throw it out there for them and just bring emphasis on it. Right. I might, I don't know. I've been thinking about changing it to Church of Jaw, but that's a longer name. So I don't know if I want to do it. But then again, we have 280 characters on Twitter now. So it doesn't matter <laughs> as much. So um, I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, the uh, yeah, definitely you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, you can also leave us comments on SoundCloud, on Facebook, on the website, wherever we try to, you know, take a look at all that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, just bring it into the show if people have comments. Actually, I don't know if you saw, but Geo say said great show last week, Bob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I uh, talked to him in the Discord. Yeah, and actually, I want to say you did you did a great job while I was gone. I didn't notice any problems. So definitely so far, <laughs> definitely saw how hard it was to edit that many shows a week. You got to get a system, man. <laughs> That's why uh, I got the system. I told them before I left, uh, you know, hey, 
You gotta you gotta have your forms in on time. You gotta have your files in on time. I am not gonna be here <laughs> to to clean this up. So you gotta you gotta have the systems in place. Yeah, I can be honest. I mean, you could edit pretty fast if you just cleaned audio and didn't actually listen to the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Listening to the entire thing, cutting out a cough from someone else in the other track that just shouldn't even be there. Someone interrupting. And then saying the exact same words the next, you know, two seconds later, you could just cut out the first words. And then no one even knows that happened, but it really makes the show better. And I didn't want to just do it half-ass, so I really tried to do it well. And I'm a, and I'm a rookie, but I, I gave it my best shot. Uh, nice. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, I left it in the, the uh, right hands. Between you and Nick, everything seemed to go uh, well. So that was, I was pleased. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you are looking to help us out, if you enjoy the show, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to leave a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. That is a tremendous help to us. Now, if you want to take it a bit further, oh, go ahead. One other thing I was going to say that you could actually do to help us a lot is when we put out the Watchpoint Radio tweet, actually sometimes it comes out from Watchpoint Radio, sometimes it comes out from MTP, MTB site, uh, and I apologize for that. It's, it's, it, we're just we're bad at social media, but if you retweet that tweet that talks about our episode, that can really help us. That can get us visibility on other people's feeds that might not have seen us be uh, before, no matter how many people follow you on Twitter, it can help. So please, please do that. And that will help us too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. If you can do that, uh, you can, uh, another way you can help us out. If you're looking to take it a bit further, we do, uh, we are a Twitch affiliate. So if you subscribe on Twitch, that is a, uh, a big help for us. Uh, you can do it at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And, and you get a cool e- you get a cool emote. You do, so you get a cool it, emote. It is a really good emote. That uh mash logo, it's a super good one. Yeah, so that would be awesome. I am a subscriber just for that emote. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Do you uh, notice I've been subscribed yes, for three I months? Yes, I know that you're a subscriber, okay. Bob. Yes. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, additionally, we do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons. And that um, you can buy some mash those buttons merch there, uh, some Watchpoint Radio merch. So, and there's Bob, but you can't see it this week, guys. Oh, he's, he's, he's flashing the merch. Oh. <laughs> he just wet himself, folks. Bob just wet himself. I forgot that I emptied my ice from my cup earlier this week in that cup, and then I just swung it around and got it all over myself. Uh, great job, Bob. Uh, I know, additionally, bummer. Additionally, if you want to help us out, you can also become a patron. It's patreon.com slash watchpointradio. Uh, that's a tremendous help. Actually, the Patreon is, it not only does it support Watchpoint Radio, it supports Prepare to Attack, too. So uh, whether you like Watchpoint Radio or Prepare to Attack, uh, supporting that Patreon will be a tremendous help to help us expand, you know, Prepare to Attack and move things forward there. Um, Oh, I also want to mention for the Patreons, last month you only got charged $2 because I wasn't here the last two weeks and I forgot to give Nick the info for the Patreons so I could post the episodes. 
This month, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to post those episodes. So it'll be $6 instead of 4 And then next month, it'll go back to $4. So um, hopefully that won't be an issue for you guys. Um, but yeah, but thank you for your support. Those who are supporting us on Patreon, we really do appreciate it. So um, I encourage you guys to check out matchesbuttons.com slash shows and check out all of our other podcasts. We have two World of Warcraft podcasts, a fighting game podcast, a division podcast. And uh, the MASH cast is back. Um, last episode, me and Christina had like a 20-minute debate on Breath of the Wild versus uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is going to continue on the next episode because now I played way more Breath of the Wild and I can strengthen my argument. So we're going to talk about loving it. it, man. I'm loving, I'm loving the podcast, dude. Loving uh, it. Thanks. Thanks. I just, so was... just want to be on it now. So we're going to make that Tell happen. Tell me Mike. what the topics you're talking about. And if I'm strong in one, I want to come on. If I'm not strong, I don't want to come on. Well, you can always suggest a topic too. And we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Like you don't have to just come on with a topic. Like we kind of have uh we have pre-shows like, like once every other week and we kind of decide what we're going to talk about then. So yeah, there's definitely ways we can get you on there. So, all right, all right, all right. So, with that, it's good to be back. Thank you guys very much. Sorry, I couldn't give you a better show. Like, um, my body's still adjusting to the time change, and I am gonna go straight to sleep after we finish this. So, <laughs> next week I'll uh, be a be a bit better host. Hopefully, I told you he was still alive and he was in China, Disco Dan. Oh yeah, confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. I'm I'm doing okay. I have everything I need. A lot of pictures have pitch, people have pictures of me in China now, so that's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a good trip, and uh, but now I'm back, and we're gonna get things back on track here. So you were a little bit of a celebrity in China. How? What was that like? Having people jump in front of you, taking selfies, and then running off. Uh, that was interesting, but I was used to, cause this is my second time in China. This is my first time. Oh, I didn't know it was your second time. Yeah. This is my second time in China. When I went to Shanghai before that, it, that was when it first happened. It was a little surprising. Now it was, uh, it definitely, I was used to it. Like when people would ask to take a picture, I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. I put my arm around and give them a thumbs up or something like that. And they would fucking love it, man. So there's somebody <laughs> who has a picture of me in the Forbidden City with a dragon behind us, so it's pretty awesome. One of those dragon I, dog things. <laughs> I feel like we should tell the listeners why they were so enthralled with you. Oh, because there's no black people in China? <laughs> 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 if foreigners in general, even white people, like my one of my, my buddy uh, Kevin, he's white, and people wanted to take pictures with him, but people wanted to take more pictures with me. Because not only am I black, but I'm also big. I'm like six three and a half, and I weigh yeah, two hundred sixty pounds. So yeah, yeah, the size I bet is big. Yeah, so yeah, it was a fun time. But uh, yeah, if you want more information on that story, just hop on the Discord. We can talk about it. <laughs> but for now, we're done with this episode of Watchpoint Radio. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>